going on, guys? A little cold play. How have you been? Hopefully good. A little cold play. I was talking about cold play to my sons, and we're all into music, and it's just such a unique um, type of music. It's weird. It's almost like religious. It's almost like like emotional. It's people go ham over Coldplay. These guys fill amphitheaters and and huge stadiums. Any country, anywhere around the world. I mean, they're mega, mega popular. People, their music resonates with people. It's crazy. So anyway, just thought I'd share that. Um, little music lesson for the day. Hey, this is Brian. Trump. Welcome to the SAI. Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Um, it is a beautiful Monday, December 26th, the business Christmas day, if you will. It's an official holiday, excuse me, but um, we're working. We got things we got to do. So yes, we are going to be pushing metal, painting cars, etc., etc., um, which I'm thankful for. Very, very, very thankful. Apparently I'm, uh, Still choking on some gas from all the vittles from, from Christmas. But hey, did you have a good Christmas? Did you get some good food? Did you hang out with friends or family? I hope you did. Hope you were able to have some laughs, kick a cat, maybe squeeze a squirrel. Um, that could be a euphemism, by the way. Were you out squeezing the squirrel? I made it up. Give me credit where credit's due. Um but yeah, everything was good. I was able to hang out with uh, my wonderful niece, hung out with us Friday. Uh, what was that? Saturday night, excuse me, Christmas Eve. That was some time flies, man. It was so much fun. She came over. We had some great food. And then uh, the kids were here. Blessed to have them all healthy and happy. And then uh, what else? The Christmas Day at my mother and father-in-law's. Thankful to have them around. They're very healthy. And sister and brother-in-law and the kids again. <clears throat> and my uh, stepson and his wonderful wife. So it was great. It was a lot of fun, man. I, we had a good time. Um, and then on the way home, I had to stop off at the shop, the studio. Uh, I have a guy who's got a Tesla. He's an Uber driver. He's just kind of trying to make ends meet. And he had a little bump and run at the airport a couple of days ago. And the fender was absolutely crushed. Uh, this fender was pushed in maybe six or eight inches, and it really should be trashed. But we're going to try to do a PDR. We were just going to do a sol uh, straight up PDR on it, but the lip is just the paint shaved off of it, so we'll probably have to paint it. But uh, so far, we've already saved it. I'm going to try to Jake, Jake the Snake. I mean, this guy is so talented. He, and right in front of our student, John from Manila, <clears throat> did, just did a fantastic job. Just a real fucking lesson of just... Look out, buckle up, holy shit, we're going to go into warp drive, PDR, you know, and no, you'll never see this stuff hardly ever, ever, ever online. And I'm just so proud of Jake from where he's come maybe in the last year, you know, Dording, Dording Plus guy to freaking Smash guy. It's it's impressive. I'm really, I'm thankful to have him around. He's he's a good cat, good family man, and, and, uh, and a damn good tech. So anyway, so yeah. So, so that was cool, but, uh, we'll talk, we'll go over the, the student a little bit more. I want to talk about John from Manila, really unique, uh, situation. And I think there, you guys can all glean something from his story, but, uh, working backwards a little bit, just some little, uh, 
uh, current events in the PDR world. I love to per peruse Paul Corden's page, Corden's K-O-R-D-O-N. If you don't already do it, you got to do it. Um, he's got a pricing service that if you're ever feeling like you don't know how to price your dance or at do formal estimating, it's worth uh, paying him a few bucks and have him help you out. He's, he's if not the best, one of the best in the business. And I love what he's doing. Um, he's doing things most people aren't willing to do or they're afraid to do. And I love it. Paul's a God-fearing man, family man himself, like Jake. Um, and he posts estimates and the pricing. A lot of other students or disciples, if you will, or, or just other people who belong to that page will post up, you know, Mobile Tech RX uh, screenshots and, and what they charged. And most of the time, they're pretty impressive. Sometimes they're a little light. But it just tells you what people are getting. And it's it's kind of from around the world. I've seen it from Argentina. It's mostly the United States. But um and I just love this. I get value out of it myself because 90% of the other PDR techs will, are not willing to do this. They're afraid. Um, and I recommend you look into it. I really do. Um, I have no affiliation with, with Paul. Um, I don't get a, an affiliate or codes or any any credo, nothing, no credit. Uh, just, it's just, I'm telling you right now, it's just to benefit what you do. You're going you're gonna to get value out of it. So check it out. Anyway, so this, this one guy was posting, I think he's Australian. And I forget his name, John Mack or something. It's just from last week if you want to go check it out. But he, And I, I gave him a couple replies, um, trying to help out a little bit. He says, I'm having a hard time getting pricing. Uh, says, tons of techs in Australia are super cheap. He says, their work is below average. And and people don't know better. And he doesn't know how to combat this this issue. And he says, he thinks that we're in, all of us in the United States are just walking around just getting mad money for our dance. He, they don't, he doesn't realize um, if he was going to pack up his tools and fly to Orlando or if he was going to fly and pack up his tools to Los Angeles or Orange County, California or Phoenix, he would see a lot of the same thing. To what extent, I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. I haven't been on the actual ground in Sydney or, or Brisbane or Queensland or whatever. But I will tell you my gut feeling because I have traveled around. We've, we've either myself or I've brokered people pushing in just about every continent. I have a pretty good idea what, what the pricing is and what people pay. Whether if you were going to ask me, hey, what do they pay in Taiwan? I could probably tell you within 25 bucks what an average dent normally the, the swing is going to get, you know, or the UK or South America. I have, you, you do this long enough, you get connections, you place people. We've done a lot of training, over 1,500 people. Guess what? I, ha I have a finger on, on the pulse, so to speak, a little bit. So, But I get what he's saying, and I empathize with what this cat's saying because what he, he's frustrated. And I guarantee a lot of you guys out there that do PDR, probably as well as me, You know, although I'm getting better at it, so I'm less frustrated than I used to be. But there's guys that are practicing, that live, they're, them and their kids sleep within five miles where I lay my head every night. And nothing pisses me off more because they price stuff way too cheap. And it's, the, hey, that's their choice. That's the beautiful thing about freedom in the United States. If they want to price premium, they want to be whores, or they want to price medium low, medium, medium high, whatever, that's their God-given choice. And they can do whatever they want. It's your job that you need to market and be a better marketer and understand customer service and pricing and estimating and be better. And that's what this guy's he's saying, hey, look, I want to get better. I need to be better. You know, and you really can't blame the market. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to blame the market. When it's not the market, it's the marketer. Okay, the marketer needs to be a better marketer. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this a little bit. I'm and I'm you know maybe I'll even draw, drive him to this, but it's it's for you guys, not so much him. He's not a listener, but if he comes over and hears this, great. Um, but I want to I want to tell you something um, that that you can do if you're in a situation like this Australian cat. So let's just say you're in any town USA. Pick one. I don't give a shit where. And the same goes for Canada or whatever. So number one, in a big city, you're going to have competition, especially in the southern areas where we have the Sun Belt, where the weather's better. In Australia, most of their areas get have pretty nice weather, so it's not a bad place to live. It's temperate, right? The idea is to have less competition, okay? And there's ways to do that. And that sounds weird. You're like, well, how could I have less competition if we're all all my competitors are doing the same service? Well, number one, that you just told yourself something right there, okay? There is a segment, guys, of any country with, with that has a population or even county or city that are willing to pay a premium. And if you don't think what I'm telling you is right, go look at water. We've talked about this on the podcast. And go look at gas. People are willing to pay more money for a certain kind of gas and a certain kind of water when you and I know that gas is probably pretty much the same ass shit as the cheap stuff and the water's pretty much the same ass thing as the, the cheap stuff too. Expensive. Go buy Fiji. Go buy Aquafina. It's water. Okay? There's nothing special about it. The packaging is. You're feeling. And it's it all goes down to what I just said. It's the feels. It's the marketing. And that's how those guys can do it. Now, you don't need to be Johnny Billionaire Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola bottler to have good marketing in a small business. You don't, especially when you're competing against, I don't know, two guys, five guys, twenty guys. How many competitors do you think Aquafina has? You know, or a new a new bottle drink coming into the market that he was trying to carve out their niche. There are new drinks coming out every day, and some are going to win because they're good marketers and they're going to have a good product market fit. And if you know how to seek out your market segment and have a good product market fit and give the right message, you'll do the same thing. I never said marketing was easy, but the answers are all out there. You just, you and that other cat need to make it a priority and spend a good amount of time and rev resources, revenue, to get better at, to level up, right? So you want less competition. Your job is to find that segment if you care about it, because many people don't give a shit. My competitor that's down the road from me does pretty good work. He's got a nice mobile van, does a BMW store, and, and you know the BMW store pays a good portion of his his revenue. And then I think he does one body shop, and then he does retail. And he used to not do retail, but he crept into it because I think they cut his pay, and he needed to. But he doesn't view re retail revenue as something that's precious or something to him. It's like like fun money or bonus money. So therefore, I, and it dents are easy for me now, I can just be cheap, which is fucking stupid. But thank God he's not doing big dents yet. But every month, every few months, I see him getting better and better, and his dents are getting bigger and bigger. And I'm hoping eventually, as much as he's learning to be a better tech, he's going to learn to be a better marketer and, tr and price accordingly. So, But I haven't seen it. The prices I've seen this cat charge are stupid. It's just like, really? It's 2023, basically. And you're still charging prices that are like 2005. You just, but I get it. Is he hurting my business? No, not really. Not really at all. And we're five miles from each other. So let's talk about how. So your job is to find the premium customers, number one. One way to do it is to, by default, set yourself up to win. Like a, a brick and mortar like Beach Cities. 
you need a shop or you can have a shop on a busy street and nobody online is going to be able to kick your ass because all those eyeballs that are going by the front of your shop every day, you won't have any competition. Not outside of, of that area, way far outside the area, but not within that area, I should say. And that's what Jeff does over big cities. And he doesn't give a shit who sets up down the street, who's mobile here, who's mobile there. He's going to have his, you know, three quarter of a million dollar business every year plus. And that's because he's got a dynamite location and people are driving by every day and they're going to stop in. And a lot of those people aren't going to shop him because they're going to feel that he treated him right. They trust him. They could see what he's doing there. They might go read his reviews. They might, they may not. They may go check out some videos. They may not. But between the presentation, the way he, he shows the estimates, he's going to close the percentage. There's sometimes Jeff, just like us, only closes maybe 30 or 40%. Okay. All right. But if you do the math, and I do believe in hard math, mathematical numbers, that it is okay to only close 30 or 40%. I'd rather close 30% at a premium than 80% at a discount because it goes back to time. PDR, good PDR takes time. And some people who want a cheap price are going to be just as picky as those that are willing to pay a premium, sometimes more picky. And that's, there's nothing more frustrating than doing, selling a cheap job and have somebody critique the shit out of it when you know they got a below market price. And you just can't do that. So number one, brick and mortar. And that's one way to limit the competition because nobody's going to set up shop next to you. It's hard to find a good busy location and put a shop up. So if you dominate the local area with a brick and mortar, you don't need everyone. You just need a small percentage and you'll have it by default. So that's pros that's prospect number one. Okay, here's another one. This is how to combat combat cheap, cheap ass services. What if you dominate the search online for your 10 to 12, 12 mile circle from where you're going to service? You dominate. When somebody goes to Google, they see on the, the top three searches is basically you. Or you're the definitely at the top, near the top, always. Or during business hours. How much would that cost you? You don't know. Well, you need to find out. Because that might be what the cost of doing business is for you to flush out the competition who's cheap. And here's another question. How much can the people who charge cheap prices afford to throw at advertising when they're making less? Well, you might be saying, well, they're getting more volume. Maybe, maybe not. But even if they're getting a little more volume, you get more volume, make more, get lower volume, excuse me, making more money, chances are you're going to make more money. Therefore, you can charge, or I'm sorry, you can advertise more and spend more on the advertising. So, dominate your 10 to 12, 12 mile circle, okay? Because those guys can't afford to compete. The one who gets the most money in volume together is going to kick the ass of the cheap guy. The cheap guy is not going to be able to afford a lot be able to throw a lot of money at it okay so and here's a hint on that one this was a two-parter this is a freaking uh freaking crotch shot with a front snap kick and then this is a freaking fist to the jaw you ready here it comes choose services that pay the most and you will block out you will eliminate those fuckers okay the, the online people in your area okay choose the services do not be the small dent guy why are you fighting scratching and clawing and kicking and crying for a dime sized dent or nickel sized dent let the cheap guy have it for 75 bucks or 100 bucks or 50 whatever the fuck he's charging let him have it 
You specialize in the larger stuff that pays the more money. You make more revenue. You have more dollars. Therefore, you can spend more money on advertising and block that fucker out. Pretty soon, he, he's only advertising for, for one hour a day. Or maybe he advertises for five hours a day or six hours a day, but only at the bottom of the page or on the second page because he just can't afford to throw the hundreds of dollars a day that you can because you're making more revenue. It doesn't pay off to be the cheap guy. It never does. And you always got to keep growing because somebody else is going to be figuring out what I'm talking about and then they're going to do what, what I'm talking about. And then you've got to even level up better. That's freaking adaptation. Okay? So, better services. And then another one, media. If your customer gets to know you online and you pre-sell them about, about who you are, will they continue to price shop? Probably not. They're going to meet you. They're going to see that you're successful. You've got good reviews. They're going to come in. My customer, 80 to 90% of my customers aren't concerned first off about price. Sometimes they think they are. Sometimes they're confused and they don't know. Hey, how much? They don't understand. When somebody asks you how much, okay, they're just, they're just starting the conversation. They have no idea that there's a difference. We're not all Burger King, McDonald's, Jack in the Box. There is a huge ass difference. You know it. I know it. The consumer generally doesn't unless they've had PDR done before. So your first time customer, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I know. You're shaking your head. You're probably like, motherfucker. You're right, Brian. Snapping your gum right now. Just thinking about it. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But spend the time because it's going to be worthwhile monetarily. Okay, You have to explain to them and educate them that if they care about the car that they love or that has value for some reason, then they're going to spend the money. They, they're going to realize, you know, I don't want to risk doing it twice. I've seen cheap people at Home Depot fuck up cars. I know who the gypsies are. You know, if you have, and some people don't want to hear it. Then they think you're selling. Okay, you know what? Let them go. Next time they have damage, they'll come to you because they got fucked by the other bullshit. I, my customer segment, I know who they are. Let me tell you who they're not. This is an easy conversation. They're not the 2012 Yaris. They're not the cheap 2006 Porsche guy that, who's a doctor who came to me, who I saw that all of his wheels were curved. He did this gross-ass touch-up on his mirror. I don't give a shit. It's a freaking Porsche Turbo. He treats it like a fucking truck. And somebody sideswiped him on the freeway. Says, hey, if you give me a deal, I know a lot of people. I'll get you more business. No, I don't need those kind of people, and I don't need you. Because you're cheap, and you're trying to grind me for a price when you have a nice car that should be way more cared for. And you also have the, the monetary discretionary income to pay for it. But you don't see the value in it. You don't see the value in your car. You, are not, you and I are not going to do business. Go find the cheap fucker who's going to fuck up that door, and then you can go have it painted with that 18-inch intrusion beam sticking out from the side in your black Porsche. Enjoy. Okay, That's not my customer. My customer watches my videos. My customer checks my reviews on Google and then goes to Yelp to cross-check to make sure they're not bullshit. My customer also values brick and mortars and knows mobile is inherently a risk. It is. I know. I've talked to people. You know, I don't want to go mobile. I'm, I don't want people coming to my house. My wife, she's too hot. I don't want this young swinging dick at my house. Or, you know what? Anybody that goes mobile, why don't they have a shop? I'm asking myself that. Well, maybe they're not that good and they're not paid that much money. It's like a real estate agent. Do people not use real estate agents when they drive nice Mercedes and Lexus? No. They know they're good. They actually get more trust by having a nice car. Not that they're ripping people off. 
my customer is willing to pay a bit more for trust and quality. Okay, they have microfibers tucked away in their door panels or in the trunk of their car with, with handy wipes and fucking spray wax. Okay, they have seat covers sometimes over their perfectly good seats in the front, towels placed over the rear seats. You guys are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Their wheels aren't curved. They wax or have their car waxed religiously and you can see it. The car looks new no matter how old it is. One month or ten years. The thing, guys, is is PDR industry, it's maturing. It is. And the old saying, you need to adapt or get paved the fuck over. You have two choices. If you want to make good money, you want to have premium pricing. You need to do a brick and mortar on a busy street or own the online. Otherwise... You're going to probably be pushed down into the average Joe. And there's nothing worse than being the average Joe. It sucks. And somebody's going to play that role. There's an actor out there with a PDR tool in his hand. Let him or her have it. Third thing. Do what the majority of the competition can't. Why compete for those small, little, piddly, cheap-ass customers in their dents? Most techs can push 80% of a small dent. Why race with them to the bottom? Oh, he said he'll do it for 90. You want to ask how much I'm going to do it? I wish I wasn't even having this conversation right now because you're taking oxygen away from my life. I'm four times the price of that guy. There you go. Have a great day. And I appreciate you reaching out. Bye-bye now. That's it. That's it, guys. All right, let's, let's segue. We're going to do a little shift gears. <clears throat> John, the Manila student. Let's do a quick little breakdown. And by the way, if you get a chance, if you haven't already listened to the podcast, I got him on last week. He talks about his training and what he's going to do and some pitfalls and, and things that he, he needed to. I mean, it was just a great overall uh, interview. and I loved it. There's only, to his knowledge, one other tech in Manila, population 1.7 million. Now, that may sound like a big number, but compared to other third, first world countries, there's probably a lower luxury segment, smaller luxury segment, even out of 1.7 million. But trust me, there's enough there to support more than one PDR tech. In Quezon City, which is another big metropolis in, in the Philippines, 2.9 million. One tech. Wow. Okay. At least from, that's from what they figured out. There's people that are, that are talking about doing but they really don't. They're just body shops. So on that note, what can he do? They've got a, a small buy here, pay here lot, so he's going to do their inventory. That's how he's going to build up his skills. They're going to go hit up other dealers. Yes, there's dealers there. They're going to do body shops. They're going to target the luxury segment. And yes, there is money in the Philippines. Okay, what's a dent going to pay there? Assume about a hundred bucks. Okay, for for the segment he's targeting. There's people to do it less. He thinks he's going to easily do five to ten a day, so he's five hundred to a thousand dollars a day. He's hoping to average seven fifty a day after about four to six months, which I think that's not that's not crazy town. That's not crazy thinking. And then these guys are hoping to add five to ten more techs and do the same numbers and spread themselves across Manila, Quezon, all the way around. There's multiple islands out there with with hundreds of thousands or bigger populations. And then if things go well, they go swimmingly. They're going to add add bumpers, and they're hoping to be fifty to hundred k a month in the Philippines. Which that kind of money, that's like freaking, you know, pimp daddy. I'm talking with the freaking, you know, big long fur cape cat jacket and the freaking walking stick cane and the top hat. That's big pimp money. Yeah. Because they're not gonna have that much competition. Yes, they're not gonna have a lot of people there, 
with the, with the luxury money, but plenty to serve. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast, the guy, the cat that's in Australia. There's people there in his community that will spend the money, that want peace of mind, that want quality. It comes down to marketing. And it comes down to, to targeting the right customer. I guarantee he's targeting the wrong customer. The guy probably doesn't have great skills. He's probably doing average size dents. He doesn't do big smashes. And he's probably only doing PDR. He could be bringing customers in for other services. Hey, you're here for a wheel. You got a dent. Did you notice? Or you're here for a ceramic. You got a dent. Did you notice? Oh, we do PPFs. That's right. But before I wrap it, let's get these dents out real quick. Is he doing that? Probably not. He's probably targeting dents and everybody's freaking racing to the bottom for these stupid ass little $50 dents. Why? He's right. That's stupid. It's stupid. And you can't blame the market because the market's only going to do what the market's going to do. Okay. And pick something, pick, you know, workout gyms. There's cheap gyms and there's luxury gyms. There's clothing that is cheap and there's clothing that it's expensive and it's the same fucking cotton and polyester blends. What makes the difference? Marketing. And that's why I talk about this podcast. It's the million dollar podcast. It's all about marketing. It's not really about being a better tech. We talk tech stuff. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't really freaking get a rise out of me because I know what's going to be the big lift for you guys, the lever that's going to move you. It's going to catapult you and your family into the stratosphere is marketing. It really is. It's the freaking rocket fuel of PDR. Not with the newest, latest, greatest ratcheting screw-on tip with the triple angle, you know, flim-flam, thank you, Sam, tool. No, it's not. It's about how you market and get the right customers that pay you a grip of cash. That's how it's done. And how to freaking leverage the shit out of it and get freaking flush full of cash and do what you got to do to take care of your family and your families, families, and whatever else. That's that's awesome. That's what that gives me a rise. That's when I'm just like smiling ear to ear. So anyway, I'm gonna cut out here. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic holiday. Like I mentioned, please go listen to that podcast with John from the Phil. Please, uh, Jared, thank you for mentioning the podcast on your your Instagram page. If anybody else could do the same, Evan and the rest of you guys, I would appreciate that. That way, more people will hear about it. I've had a few people join in, but, but we gotta spread the world. Spread the word, got to evangelize. The more listeners allows me to do more things with this. I can get more, more interviews and all kinds of stuff. And I got to get Robert Rucker on. I, I apologize. The Mercedes, former Mercedes tech. It's just tough with the holidays, but we'll try to get him on. Robert's such a good dude, and, and you'll like his stories. He's just such a good cat. So anyway, that's it. I appreciate you guys, man. Have yourself a fantastic holiday, official holiday Christmas on the 26th. If you're chilling like a villain, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe catch out the Star Wars uh, trilogy or something. I'm pushing metal, but I got to pay bills. You know how it rolls, and I'm not complaining. I'm thankful. Thankful to have the customer, man. All right. Anyway, that's it. I'm out. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.